statistics are the best. The barefoot hunter because you don't need foot where to bend. Welcome back to the Barefoot Punter. I'm your host as always, The Mug, your co-host, The Pope, and The Modler is with us as well. We take our inspiration from The Barefoot Investor, but instead of giving you investment advice, we're here to give you a bit of betting advice on the 2022 NRL and AFL season. And it's a big welcome back to the program and a happy birthday to The Pope. Thank you very much, Mug. It's been about me all the last month pretty much, and uh, I haven't minded it. Been uh, quite good for been centre of attention. So anyway, all good things must come to an end. So me hitting the big four zero. That's uh, the end of the celebrations. I think Mark back to reality a little bit. But uh, thank you for having me. Very good, mate, and welcome back, of course, to the modeler. It's good to be here. Um, we'll obviously speak to AFL a bit later on. But uh, Mark, is there any truth to the rumour that uh, you're liaising as Collingwood's media manager just to get a bit of an inflated price about the price this week? A Collingwood's media manager. <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. But uh, but uh, latest news, modeler uh, Dugowie out. Um, so um, so that's uh, that's interesting to to talk to when we get to our prices about that game and and how that uh, affects things. Um, but yeah, guys, big <laughs> Pope. I thought uh, the AFL. I thought we've turned into the NRL. We've had uh, what have we had? We've had players punching on. We've had uh, little baggies. And uh, and now we're uh, we're over there getting a, getting our head amongst the Bristol's a bit of breast action and um, and uh, and to go he's off to Bali and it's all happening so uh, mate it's uh, the AFL's in a bit of dire straits there the um, the publicity uh, manager won't be happy very 2022 issues isn't it so TikTok camera phones it's uh, the modern version of trouble mug <sighs> just put you hey young blokes here, here's a message to the young blokes. Put the phones away, all right? Put the phones away. <laughs> uh, very good. Um, boys, uh, let's uh, go, just go back and uh, talk some betting review and maybe we'll do the best first because the modeler was on absolute fire. Um, he was the first one to admit that he's a uh, couple of weeks prior were a bit lean, but, mate, I think you just about had a full house on the weekend. Talk to us. Yeah, had a, had a decent weekend. Uh, yeah, which is good after the, as you said, the previous few weeks. Um, starting with footy, yeah, we had a good start with the Bombers. Um, I think three ninety, getting the job done over the Saints quite easily in the end. Awesome. Um, and then I think uh, I mentioned, yeah, a half unit on the on the Eagles line there, and actually looking quite good for you know a good half of the game. And um, but yeah, good good for them to come over there. And then uh, on the Sunday, we're on Adelaide. Um, they were looking, you know, like they might at least cover for most of the game, and then yeah, that last minute just um, dropped a dropped their bundle, and and you know, not only cost the line, but the uh, but the one to thirty nine, as we might speak to you later. Uh, and then in the league, um, yeah, had a uh, oh, sort of half a bad beat, I guess, on Manly. Um, they they were looking pretty good. They were up by fourteen with about uh, ten to go, and couldn't quite get over the line against North Queensland. Um, yeah, I mentioned late uh, half unit on the storm with Pappenhaus and uh, going out to sort of push a price out enough for me to bet, but it didn't um, didn't quite get through. And then a couple of small ones, Para and um, and the Knights as well, who also look like they might get up at uh, three dollars eighty, but um, at least covered at the end there as well. So got a line there as well. Happy with that one. Yeah, good mate. And uh, for yourself, Pope. Yeah, I was on the complete other side of most of those. Mug, uh, he's undersold it. There to the model, there was more than half a bad, bad beat. We'll get into that in the next segment. I think Manly, there, so 
North Queensland were very lucky to win, but didn't cover. Overs, I was on at Amy on yep. Friday night, so that got up, and then two that really weren't that close. I was on Roosters v Modlers Para, and Para did it relatively comfortably. And again, Knights were very good value at ten and a half outsiders. White and missed with COVID, and that brought in a little bit. But in reality, um, Modler again got the chocolates in that one, so wasn't yeah, set that well. Couple of big prices there: Essendon, um, Newcastle, Para. Um, so, mate, that, that the listeners would have been absolutely uh, lapping that up. Um, for myself, boys, it was Tigers uh, to kick us off on the what was that? Feels like a long time ago now. Thursday night, I think it was. Um, and I, I said that I said that I backed Port, but I sort of undid that good work because I backed I backed Sydney at half time. Um, I just thought that those injuries at half time were going to really cost. Um, uh, cost port and I, I, I back Sydney so I co- I've actually cost myself there and uh, and then I was no good on GWS and I was no good on the Crows so effectively I, I've had a bit of a uh, a bit of a poor uh, weekend so uh, so it wasn't uh, lost money Pope which I don't like doing and um, not good mate but you got to take an L at some time I suppose well they say sometimes you learn more from a loss than a win mug so we can take that lesson in this week all I learned was my bank uh, account or my, my betting accounts were a little bit lower than what they were than when I started the round. That's what I learned. <laughs> but we're back into it. Hey, Pope, let's talk some bad beats. Yeah, touched on it in the previous segment, Mug, but there was a shocking one, really, in rugby league. Yeah. Manly were down by, sorry, Manly were up by 14 with seven minutes to go. The, the price for them to win was 150 to 1. Uh, Wow. Sorry, the pro- I'll, I'll stuff this up. I'm like, price of Cowboys win was 150 to 1 when they were down 26 12 seven minutes ago. And they've gone bang, 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 three tries in four minutes. And before you know it, if you want to get a cup of tea, you come back and Cowboys lead 28 26 at, as I said, the 150 to 1. So, more than touching on there, he was on the manly side. So, very, very bad beat that game. That was the, uh, that's a big standout probably for the season, really, if you're getting done 150 to 1. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the prices weren't as significant uh, over in the AFL, but uh, for the Gold Coast Adelaide game, uh, I think we're we must be what about twenty seven points uh, the margin with less than fifty seconds to go. So I was standing up in my living room, going, "Come on, boys! Come on, boys! Hold on! Hold on! Hold on! Hold on!" And um, and they and they they kicked the goal, and I was like, "Ah." Bugger it, you know, that's gone. You know, that, that one's finished. But then in the next 40 seconds, Pope, they kicked another two goals after that to get the margin. I think it finished at 43 points. If you're a 1-39 to 39 better and you've just, mate, forget your cup of tea, like you, you might have just gone to close the window or something like that and you've turned back at your tally and it's over like that. Boom, 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 three goals just like that. And the one to thirty nine betters, I know, uh, I know Joel's picks, I know Trendy were absolutely spewing uh, at, at that one. So uh, definitely bad, uh, bad luck for the punters there. So that was the line. That was the one to thirty nine, and also in that game too, ten goals at half time. So if you're an unders better there, you're probably going, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm in with a shot here. I'm, I'm, I'm better, I'm better than on pace. And then eighteen goals in the second half absolutely blew that out of the water. So you could feel a bit stiff there as well. Tom Coppendale had the same thing happen to his uh, totals on uh, Friday night uh, for the Essendon Saints game. Thought he was going okay at halftime. 71 points in the third quarter. 
Uh, sorry, Tommy boy, no good for you. And uh, a personal one, Pope, I don't know if you saw it on Twitter, Kelvin Cater, after five rounds of UFC, uh, absolutely pieced up John, uh, Josh Emmett. Um, I had it four to one. I could make a case for three, two. Still trading at a dollar fifty um, after the fight, and uh, I thought dollar <laughs> fifty—that's free money. I'm going to have myself some of that, and uh, not not your, usually my style. Less than a dollar seventy prices, but um, but dollar fifty. I just thought it was free, and uh, and took a little piece of it. And there was a judge who gave uh, Josh Emmett the fourth round, which was actually Cater's most dominant round. Like you idiot! What are you doing, Judge? What what fight are you actually watching here? So uh, so that was a bad beat for the mug uh, on that one as well. You, you, you say idiot, mug, but you have probably got a question. You got to probably question maybe his wallet was a bit fuller come the end of that fight than maybe yours was at the weekend. Well, yeah, it is the fight game. I have to remind myself that from uh, from time to time. But you you do, I don't know, part of me likes to think that this UFC caper isn't as fixed as the boxing caper. But, uh, oh, God, help me. Give me strength. That was <laughs> that was horrendous. Um, but uh, anyway, um, so, boys, I think... Uh, I think we're ready to talk some footy. We've we've got the state of origin uh, that we're going to talk to uh, in a moment. You boys, we're going to get some player props and so forth. But uh, probably gives us a little bit more time to talk to some AFL this weekend. And it's probably a good thing too, because we've got an absolutely uh, crack, crackerjack uh, weekend of AFL coming up. So we'll talk to most of the games and, uh, and see if we can't give some leans and uh, bets out to the listeners. So Pope, do you want to serve them up? Yeah, we've got a cracker to start the round tomorrow night uh, with the later podcast. It's now tomorrow night, Mug. And we've got first v second, Demons v Lions. The line is minus nine and a half. Demons favourites, $1.60. Brisbane Lions, $2.38. Take us away. Mate, I had it uh, I had it above this. I've still got it above this number um, without the player movement. And um, so... I, I could only be on, on Melbourne here. I, I don't really get the Brisbane push here. MCG, I haven't really been a big fan of what Brisbane's done uh, for most of the year. Um, I think I've spoken about that before. Um, the big thing here, Pope, that we just do not know about is what is this team going to look like without Max Gorn? And if, if it was any other weekend, if Maxi was playing, I would be ploughing into, uh, and the earlier price, minus four or whatever, I'd be absolutely belting into Melbourne here. Um, but um, but I'm going to take a cautious approach. I'm just a, a bit, let's have a look at them. Let's see where they're at without Max Gorn. We, we haven't seen it very much in the last few, like he's, he's barely missed any footy, Maxi, and, uh, and he's been so good for him. So... I don't really want to bet, but they're big outs. Zorko and Zach Bailey, really good players. Uh, Gardner out. Um, geez, I could only be on Melbourne, Pope. Hard to answer this because you just touched on Max hasn't missed much, but what would that be if Max was in? I'd be on rating Maxi at six points. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, you move that. You know, whatever your line is at home, whatever whatever the market is at the moment, I, I, I've got him at top. For me, he's he's top notch in the AFL. Like that's as high as probably I would have a player rating, and and he's he's on the top line for me. Yeah, good good way to start there, and we'll probably whatever happens, see some movement in Premiership betting. I'd imagine tomorrow night as well. Uh, Mother, what are you seeing in this one? 
Yeah, I'm pretty agnostic with this as well. I've, um, yeah, obviously Dawn's out and old Fisty Custom K's back in. So, um, yeah, with Zorko and, and Gardner and, and the others missing for Brisbane, um, yeah, pretty much got this on the on the market. No, no real interest for this one. Yeah, well, we, we go to Friday night and the first of the controversial double header that we have in the AFL. We've got Western Bulldogs v Hawthorne at... Marvel, we have Bulldogs, dollar forty favourites, Hawthorne two ninety five, and the line is minus fifteen and a half. Mug, take us away. I was absolutely licking my chops on uh, Monday when I saw this number just going dum 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 got up to twenty. I think it did the line, and uh, and I was like, oh, this is this is wonderful. Keep going, keep going, keep going, and um, got a bit greedy and saw it ticking back down. Um, and uh, that, that ticked back down on the news of English. So I've spoken about English previously. He's such an important player for the Doggies. Um, probably not, not quite up there with the Max Gorn uh, sort of stuff, but I think he's got to be a three or a four. And, um, yeah, he's just, he's just vital. Waitman has given him so much. Beveridge said on the media uh, coverage today that uh, he was, I think he was going to save him from himself and not play him. And, um, and Jaray is out as well. Coming back the other way, the Hawks get back Gunston and Lewis. And I've spoken about how important I think Gunston is to our team. And Lewis has been sensational this year. So that that is a huge swing in personnel uh, in this game. The other thing I want to talk to here, Pope, too, is the brutality of the running power of that game on the Saturday night. Players were absolutely gassed in that GWS um, doggies game. Hawks come in fresh. Mate, I, I think this is a bet. I, I really like the Hawks here. I've uh, I've taken a bit of head-to-head as well. I think we can beat them. Um, so I like the line. I like the head-to-head. And all like the confidence that you have there <laughs> too, Mug. Uh, Mother, can we find a consensus bet here for the first game on Friday night? Yeah, certainly can. Yeah, so plug those those outs for the doggies and the ends. Gunston and Lewis coming in for Hawks. And, yeah, liking the Hawks here, about 2.55, so... Yeah, the 295, that's definitely a bet for me. Beauty, there's a there is a big play for the listeners by the sounds of it. Good good stuff, fellas. Uh we head over to the West for the second game on Friday night, Mug. And if you're the only way to have an interest in this one, I think, is to be betting. So let's try and find something for the listeners here. We've got West Coast Eagles v Essendon. The favourites of bombers at dollar forty-four. Eagles 280 mug and the line is minus 16 and a half, mate. So what do you got for us? I'm pretty much on it from a ratings point of view, but there's just seems something incredibly wrong about Essendon being a two and a half goal near goal, near three goal favorite uh, against West coast in West coast territory. Like it just does not look and feel right. And, um, and I, I've had a, I think I've had a small already myself, and I think I think you probably still can back that line. Um, I, I, West Coast were vastly improved on the weekend. You saw there uh, they had some cattle back, and this week they'll get Kelly and uh, Liam Ryan uh, back on top of that as well. They're probably as close to their best uh, team. Probably you know McGovern goes out. They still haven't got Nick Nat, but but this is probably the best they've looked for a long time. And I think they take a lot of confidence out of that game. And I think they see this as a winnable game. And, 
yeah, Bombers were good on the weekend, um, but the Saints were probably, it was probably more about the Saints, to be fair. They were, they were pretty disappointing. Um, so, mate, on with the home team here. Yep, like it. Mother, is this a standout betting game for you? No, I've, I've pretty much got this on the mark. I'm not far off uh, having a lean to West Coast here. Um, and probably worth noting the models, I've, I've plugged Parrish in and I don't think he's over the line to play. So maybe uh, worth keeping an eye on whether he jumps on the plane or not as to um, yeah, whether he's going to play, obviously. And, and if he doesn't, maybe uh, might have an update on, on betting on West Coast later in the week. We'll keep an eye out for that. Uh, probably the second of the good matches or quality matches for the weekend, Mark. We go over to Marvel to kick off the weekend on Saturday afternoon. And the Blues are $2.08 up against Frio, $1.74. The line there is Blues plus three and a half. Have you got anything for us here, Mark? Not really. I don't think this is going to be a betting game. I probably favour Frio just for the same reason that I was against Carlton last week. And that's the fact that I just think they're really thin uh, and they've lost more players again. So they're bringing other players to replace not so good players again. Um, So that's probably the only reason. Um, But the thing with Carlton here, where Frio are really strong is their intercept marking and their contested marking down back. One of the assets that Carlton has is just two fantastic marking forwards that will mark the ball um, head and shoulders above their Frio's best defenders anyway. So Frio's strength probably gets taken away a little bit by Carlton's assets there. And, and I guess, you know, at the end of the day, it's Frio on the road in Melbourne as a favourite. You know, that, again, you know, a bit like the Essendon West Coast one. That feels a bit wrong. Um, so... Look, I probably have a tiny lean to Frio uh, just because I think they're a better team and uh, Carlton are really weak down back, but I'm not sold on it. Bit of wait and see what sounds it. Mother, do you concur with the thinking of the mug in this one? Yeah, I'm pretty uh, pretty agnostic again on this one. I'm, I don't really have a lean either way, um, which is actually, as far as Carlton's concerned, probably a change because I've, I've near enough part of them every week so far. So the fact that it's got them near enough to the market is probably a bit of a, a difference this week for the model. But, yeah, closer to having a, a lean on Freo than anything, but, but nothing nothing for me at the moment. I'll let you take the new ball on the Saturday Twilight game here. Mother, another quality match on the weekend. We've got the Cats, the Tigers. Uh, nothing on the line, really. Geelong, slight favourites, eighty-seven at topsport.com.au and the Tigers, ninety-three, mate. Have you got anything for the listeners here? Oh, I do actually. So both both uh, both squads with some ins and outs. Geelong obviously get danger filled back with a with a couple of others, and then uh, Richmond lose Cochran and Bolter, but they gain Martin there. Um, and yeah, with all that said and done, I've got a slight lean of the times here. Uh, I've got the I've got them rated about a dollar eighty, so at that dollar ninety three, uh, yeah, probably good enough for a for a year for me. Yeah, a bit of a discrepancy there with with your numbers. Interesting. Uh, Mug, can we have the consensus? Nah, probably not. If anything, I'd probably favour the Cats. Um, again, I just think the Tigers' connection down forward, I mean, it did look better with Lynch back on the weekend, but their connection down forward hasn't been great. And Geelong are really strong defensively. And I think the Richmond defence gets a little bit exposed here. Bolter out and... Um, 
And we've got um, Tarrant potentially missing as well down there, maybe just unsettles them a little bit against, you know, Rowan, the the, the, the three-headed monster is back, Rowan, uh, Cameron and uh, Hawkins, and their small forwards are going great, Stingle and, and so on. So, um, look, I'm, I'm pretty around the market, probably have a small lean to Geelong, um, but, you know, Richmond really strong at MCG. So, yeah. I'll, I'll probably stay out of that one, Pope. But I'll tell you what it does have. It has massive ramifications for the season. Um, for Geelong to lock in a sort of a, a top four area and uh, and for um, Richmond, if they're fair income, Richmond, about making top four this year, which is still very mathematically po- uh, possible for them, they need to be winning this game. Uh, so this is uh, for Richmond Premiership backers. Um, this is... This is pivotal. Uh, this one uh, for uh, for the season. If they get this one, then uh, then the Tigers are alive. I think. Uh, if they miss it, it's hard to see Richmond making top four if they miss this one. Yeah, shaping is an interesting weekend, all in all, isn't it? Uh, we'll go to Saturday night at the SCG. Probably the two most disappointing teams from last weekend, Mullet say, in the nature in which they lost. Swans, dollar forty-eight. Saints, two sixty-five. Minus fourteen and a half. Is there anything in this one for you, mate? No, there's not. I'll I'll watch it because I'm sick and uh, and I just watch as many games of footy as I can. But I must admit, I don't have a lot of interest in this game um, from a betting point of view, and and really from an interest point of view, I'm I'm not. Uh, Maybe I'll go out with a lovely for dinner or something like that. Um, but uh, no, nah, no, no, no betting interest for me, mate. Nice, Modler. How about you? Yeah, likewise. I'm I'm uh, leaving this game alone. Um, good to see Steele back for the Saints and how he how he goes after his layoff. But um, yeah, I'm closer to having a lane on Sydney than than Kilda at this stage. So yeah, not, nothing, no place for me at the moment. We'll kick on quickly Sunday afternoon. Then we've got the struggling North Melbourne Kangaroos and the Adelaide Crows. This was one of Mug Sunday night special tweets that we saw a couple of days ago. Adelaide dollar thirty one, the Kangas three dollars fifty, and the Lions minus eighteen and a half. Mug, do you still feel the way you did Sunday night? Uh, well, I think Sunday night it was about twenty six, um, so I, I don't feel as good about eighteen as I as I do about twenty six. Um, oh, look, they were always going to be likely to get uh, McKay and 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 most likely Zerha back and. Um, and it's down in Tassie, which uh, which gives uh, you know Adelaide wouldn't have played down at Blundstone too many times, that's for sure. And um, and the other thing I like about this game, Pope, or, or the you know when I liked it on Sunday, is that the Adelaide uh, Adelaide Gold Coast, Port Adelaide, GWS, and the Doggies just about busted their puffer valves on the uh, on the on the on the weekend. They were running really hard, blokes. Blokes were cramping up. Like you, you don't normally see that in the first couple of games of the year. Um, there was blokes all over the field in that Adelaide Gold Coast game, game cramping up. I think the conditions and just the heaviness of the, the ground and, and whatever. So I think that was a really taxing game. North will be fresh and uh, I think they'll be ready to have a, a right pop at, uh, at Adelaide. Did you, did you get any of the 26 and a half earlier in the week? Uh, Might have uh, grabbed uh, a little piece of it, Pope. <laughs> Uh, Mother, can we find, well, some degree of consensus, even though that's moved a fair way this week? 
Yeah, so um, probably no surprises. The model's kind of liked North at the price pretty much all year this year, and they've barely covered a line all year to show for it. Um, and it's and it's kind of loving for them again here. I've got them two seventy five against the yeah the three fifty at Toppy, and I think I mentioned last week I'm you know not real keen to sort of follow the model blindly on North at the moment, and I probably probably I might just sort of be keen on half a unit for for, for interest sake, but yeah, definitely not. Overly keen at the moment. Fair enough. Uh, Margaret, say Colin would be pretty happy to get out and play football on Sunday afternoon. They are a forty-eight favourites against GWS 270. Lions minus 13 and a half. And there's probably a bit to talk through on this one. Yeah, I'm uh, I, I, I favour Collingwood here. Um, again, just, just for that reason that I've just spoken about, that doggy's GWS game was was pretty brutal. And Pies, you can't knock the Pies form. The Pies form really stacks up. They've beaten some good teams uh, recently. At the MCG, um, you know, GWS, we know, haven't performed well there over the years. And uh, and as I said, the GWS are really scraping the bottom of the barrel. The goey out, I probably was hoping to see a bigger shift um, on the back of Dugowie out. I think we only moved one or two points uh, on, on the back of that information, which was a little bit surprising. Um, thought it might have just gone a little bit more. Um, so I'd probably like to see uh, a little bit more there, Pope, a little bit more movement. Don't know if we're going to get it, but I do favour the pies. Well, Mother, we're very much on the same page tonight, yourself and Mug. Are we continuing with that theme in this one? Oh, uh, yeah, barely, I'd say. <clears throat> Excuse me, I definitely like Collingwood before we heard the news of Dugowie going out. I've got still a very slight lead to them here at $1.46. Um, uh, so, yeah, my models pushed the price out quite a bit, and the market, as Mark's mentioned, hasn't really moved much at all. So, um, yeah, not real keen to, to play on given that small edge, but um, might just see what the market does as the week goes on. Yep, sounds fairly prudent. Uh very much a South Australian flavour to the Mugs' work on Sunday night this week. Port Adelaide were also involved. They are minus 14.5 favourites. North 39 against the Gold Coast Suns, $3. What do you see, Mugs, to round out the round? Yeah, I, my, my lean was the Suns. Um, like, you know, I, I think that one went up maybe about 16. Maybe, maybe there was even some 17s uh, available. Um, so my lean there was the Suns. And um, and and just just on the fact that the power... I, I mean, the Suns played in a brutal game as well. So, you know, they, they've lost soldiers. They've probably lost too many players now for me to be so... I think they've lost four players from that game on the weekend. Um, and... But the power lost players as well. And... Um, and the other thing here, which was really evident against Hawthorne, is that uh, Big Witsy will just get to have his way here um, with in the midfield. Um, Port Adelaide won't have a recognised uh, ruckman for this game. Witsy has been one of the most dominant ruckmen in the game. And, uh, you know, what Port have sort of hung their hat on over the last few years is this contested sort of midfield. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, Gold Coast Suns, they got the kid in there that goes hell for leather. They got Tuki in there, uh, who's a strong body and runs hard all day. Um, I think the Gold Coast midfield, 
goes okay up against, uh, particularly with Port having no ruckman. So I think, I think uh, the Suns go well out of the centre. Um, I probably can't come at them now, Pope, at the price and just with the outs for the Gold Coast. It might just strip them a little bit bare. But uh, but my lean still is to the Suns here. Great, thanks, Mark. Uh, Modler, what did the numbers spit out for you on this one? Yeah, another one where I don't really have a lean here. So I've got Boak in for Port and, yeah, Powell out for Gold Coast. But, um, yeah, not not sort of enough of a, a shift to, to have an edge either way here. So leaving this one alone at the moment. What, um, what, I, what I have done, uh, Pope, and, um, and this is not something that I would normally do or, or normally recommend, but I, I did have a, a small um, 0.2 of a unit on the, uh, on the head-to-heads uh, for, for a couple of those outsiders, uh, which was uh, Hawks, um, Bombers, uh, sorry, not Bombers, West Coast, West Coast at home, uh, Hawks, West Coast, North Melbourne, and Gold Coast. And um, I think at Toppy right now, that's still 85 bucks plus. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I just think, mate, at, at some of these prices here, like we could see a pretty, we saw a bit of a weird week of footy uh, last week. We could see another one, I think, um, just where the season's at. Just a lot, that little 81, 80 to 1 nugget to, to round us out. That's just lovely. Yeah, gamble responsibly. Yeah, gamble responsibly. <laughs> All right. Bro. I think that's enough AFL uh, for one evening, boys. Um, we don't have the normal NRL uh, round competition this week. Everyone's taken a bit of a break. But the caravan, the circus, is uh, packing up and it's moving over west, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Pope. They're taking it out to Perth. And we've got New South Wales uh, taking on Queensland. First of all, uh, mate, I know we missed you for the first one, but uh, but talk to us about uh, this one. What can we expect to see? We've got New South Wales, $1.71, despite the loss in the first game. And um, and uh, your mob, the Maroons, uh, $2.15. Yeah, interesting. Like if you if you take out the home ground advantage in Sydney, the, the prices are relatively similar in terms of, how this is rated by the uh, bookmaking world. Mug, a raft of changes for New South Wales coming in this game. Seven changes that they are taking in and uh, critiqued very heavily in the media this week around some of the players coming in and probably confusion as to why. I, I don't quite see it that way. I think it looks a pretty good team on paper, New South Wales, and some of those changes were needed. So I'm flying against the tide a little bit with how it's viewed and I really like New South Wales in, in this game. I think the minus two and a half is pretty skinny. Game one, Mug, Cleary, Luai, Cook, Yo, they were all well below their best. And the last play of the game, they could have got them an extra time. So there's a fair bit upside, I think, in New South Wales' performance. And I think the minus two and a half isn't enough. I'll be on them 13 plus in this one. Wow, wait. And, um, and can you actually uh, come in and bet this, Pope? I know the heart, obviously, you're a Queenslander. Uh, you know, you, you, how do you wrestle with that? Do you, can you actually get some shells down on, on New South Wales? 
The wallet, I've just paid for a wedding mug. The wallet takes precedent over the heart at the moment. I need to recuperate some of that bank balance. I love it. Uh, very good. I, I always find it, I, I must admit, I find it hard to bet against the Hawks. I, I just, there's something inside me. I just don't like doing it. Um, but uh, but yeah, sometimes when you see something that you just can't refuse, uh, <laughs> you just have to go all in. Modler, what do you see here, mate? I know last time you liked um, New South Wales. Um, what do you see now? Yeah, and yeah, liking them again here. Um, sort of as as um, Pope mentioned, I've, I've pretty much got them the same price I had in game one without the home ground advantage, obviously. So I've got them about a dollar forty three. Um, I think it was a dollar seventy six available earlier in the week. That's trimmed into about a dollar seventy one now. But still yeah, still a big edge for me, and, and yeah. definitely still keen to get involved with the price. And 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 similar to Pope, probably yeah, um, keen to get involved in lines and, and margins as well. Yeah, one, excellent. One, one measure that I, I do like to use in these games where ratings is out the window because it's such an isolated event, Mark, when, when betting's close, if you put if you come up with a composite team of the two sides, how many players would be from one side, how many would be from the other? And I, I'd struggle to come up a composite 17. I'd struggle to get more than four Queensland players in that team. So I have a significant advantage to New South Wales. They are missing Latrell. They are missing Turbo. They do have seven changes, but I still think they're comfortably a better team. And then you tie in motivation of being down in the series. That's that's quite heavy factor in these games. And we have seen this movie before as well. 2019, we went over to Perth for game two, New South Wales losing game one, and they, they smashed them over there. So I feel like we've seen two-thirds of this movie before, and we'll find out what the ending looks like Sunday night. Yeah, that's awesome. And I know we've got, uh, I think Jake uh, Travojevic is back in the in the side to to give him a few extra stones. And um, did Adokar end up coming back in? Did not, no. So that's one of the controversial ones. Mm. He is form warrants at a club level, but they're stuck with Tupo controversially. And he probably should be there, Adokar, like he's form warranted. And I think majority of league watchers are a bit perplexed why he wasn't there in the first one. And that's been magnified. He's been in really good form with Canterbury. So slightly unusual, but I still think it's a really good team on paper. And as I touched on earlier, I think there's pretty big upside from their performance in game one. And I think we mentioned this in the AFL segment somewhat um, in a in a somewhat joking manner, but you do learn more from a loss than a win. So I think you'll see that they've gone back and tweaked a few things and we'll see that come to fruition on Sunday night. Yep. Okay. That's uh, that's excellent, mate. Um, boys, I know one thing that's often uh, spoken about, and um, maybe we missed missed a trick in in the first one, missed the under um, in the first game because uh, that's always a pretty contested affair. Um, how do you see this one playing out, uh, boys? Uh, is this a another under sort of thirty five sort of style un, un, under thirty style game, or do the, will the points fly here? I think more the latter. The Perth game uh, three years ago now, it's a, it's a pretty dry surface. Mug, you'd have some knowledge of this, obviously, from Optus, how that performs in the AFL games. But um, key aspect, this is not a full night game over there too. Like it's at um, 5.45 Perth time. So you're still getting decent conditions. And the 44 points scored in 2019 in Perth, it's a relatively fast track. For league and again, it's we saw similar at Queensland venues last year, which probably have similar conditions to Perth. That the points were free, 
freely distributed, I guess, in that game. 38 and a half is the number. I'd probably lean overs there. I think um, I think for the reasons touched on, and I think you'll see a slightly different version of game, and especially New South Wales play a bit differently than what they played in game one. And, uh, and boys, is it a bet? Is the 38 and a half there a bet, or is that just the lean? Just just the lean. I still – I probably – I'd like to see that number drop by one. Probably Mung, if it could, if it got to 37 or 36. I know that sounds a little bit unusual for one number, but just getting that on your side, the number 38 on your side, would be pretty significant. So I'd like to see it move that way. If it doesn't um, – I'd probably still have a little play of the overs, but it is a lean as opposed to anything with great confidence. Modler, um, what did your numbers spit out when you're um, looking at this game? Did, did you have any sort of uh, sense on that total? No, I don't really go down to a totals level in league. Most of my modelling tends to, to focus on margins and, you know, head-to-head falls out of the back of it. Um, so, yeah, no real yeah lean on, on totals for me at this stage. Something I'm looking to incorporate in a, and probably an off-season change is, throw the whole box of dice at it and get totals out of the model as well. But yeah, yeah. nothing at the moment. Okay. And, uh, and boys, uh, I know the, the listeners uh, always love a cheeky uh, prop bet, uh, whether it's man of the match or, uh, or try scorer. Um, what have you got for us uh, this time around Pope? you absolutely killed it um, this time last year. Um, what are we serving up this time? Yeah, I, I, I think I've said in the past, there's, there's really probably only six, eight players that can win these awards in these big games, Mug. So I wouldn't look too far down the price list to find a bet. And one that really sticks out for me here is Tedesco at 650. I think he's on the, the third line of betting. To have Tedesco around 650, I think he's that's the top sport.com.au. Um, and I think they're closest to getting the price right. There's, there's some others out there that you can probably find more generous pricing. Um, but to have him around that price, he's saying he's about a 25% chance to win the award of New South Wales win. Yep. He, he's, uh, he's one of the greats of origin for New South Wales. He's probably a top five origin player. He's regularly in the top three in an origin game. I, I think it's a great bet at 650 Tedesco. I, I wouldn't go too much further than that. Um, at bigger odds and from a slightly Queensland point of view, the, the obvious one's Munster here, Monk. Yep. In... He's at six bucks and he was outstanding in game one. One thing I will say is, and one of uh, astute betting mind told me this during the week, they don't often give the same player man and match two games in a row. So even if Queensland won, I think he'd have to play out of his skin to win the award. And with that in mind, I'd probably look at a big prize at Harry Grant at $23. Caveat, coming off the bench, so minutes would be a factor, but if Queensland win, they might need to score 20-plus to win this game, and Grant's integral to their attack. So I think he's a pretty juicy price at 22-1. to 1. Very good, uh, uh, Pope. Uh, Modler? Yeah, I didn't have much uh, much uh, of a look at the props this time around. I know last time I picked um, a few from the top of the market for try scorers um, and wasn't any good. I was saying to Pope in the office today how um, I sent a, a – text to my, my um, other group chat on WhatsApp saying um, there's nothing surer than Dane Gagai, you know, turning it on for Queensland after he stinks for, for Newcastle all year. And sure enough, he scores Queensland's first try at $4. I think it was any time try scorer. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I might uh, I might leave the, the prop stuff to the expert here. 
<laughs> Very good. And uh, and what about any uh, any times, uh, Pope, or, or first try scorers? Yeah, Gagai, uh, Modler bringing up Gagai is probably a good segue, but for negative reasons here. Uh, Mug, Gagai, uh, we were talking today in the office, his defensive performance has really diminished in recent times, Gagai. And Jack White scored the first try of the game in Origin 1, who is the direct opposite on Gagai. So I'm going down that road. It's not Jack White in this time. He's out with COVID, but, COVID, uh, but Matt Burton, Canterbury Bulldogs, ex-Penrith, Penrith Premiership player from last year. He's playing left centre. He's $18 first try scorer up against Gagai. I think he's a bet. And you can probably have a little bit on the back row inside him for similar reasons. That defensive side for Queensland, even though they only conceded 10 and defended really well, that they were exposed there a couple of times, the Cherry Evans Gagai edge. So also Murray, Cameron Murray, $31 first try scorer and five. 50 anytime I think's worth having a few shillings. Yep. Excellent. All right. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely love that one. All right, boys. Well, uh, was there any other uh, prices that or, or options that you wanted to talk to there? No, that's about it. New South Wales, two units, minus two and a half and a bit of 13 plus I'd have as well, Mug. Lovely. And a uh, bit of t- Tedesco and then potentially... Um, Munster, Grant, um, Burton for first uh, uh, try scorer and uh, perhaps even Cameron Murray and any time as well. Um, if Especially if the tries are going to fly, I suppose, that might be a uh, that Cameron Murray at 550 might be a nice little uh, juicy one as well. Well, I think that's pretty good, boys. Um, we haven't spoken to it yet, Pope, but um, but just a reminder to the, the listening audience, all the prices coming to you from Top Sport, Great Australian Bookie. Uh, they do a fantastic job looking after us and uh, and a lot of punters. But uh, if you're not punting with them yet, get to topsport.com.au. They will take your bet and uh, they do a great job. Download the app also. Um, also to Pope, we've got the uh, website. So go there, subscribe. You get the email that I'll send out uh, tomorrow. So, uh, so, so go to that and subscribe. And, uh, and if you like what we do, you can go to the collection tin and give that a little rattle as well. But, uh, but boys, I think we're all said and done. The Pope's just turned 40. Pope, on your 40th, can you sign us off? Okay, an exciting weekend of footy, Mug, but remember to gamble responsibly. However, gamble to win.